theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston, press to ATO. Three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. We are here to talk to you all about what's on our mind. I feel like that's every single episode. And honestly, I think what's on our mind is interesting or else it wouldn't be on our mind. So we're going to share with you our thoughts on digital money and can it be something that we use on a daily basis. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about the Lightning Network. Yeah. And it's something that I think it's sounds intimidating and it's a little bit complicated but we're going to explain it as simple as possible because this is a very thought-provoking idea of having the world on one currency i mean is it possible will it happen in our lifetime i like to think so i like to think that we're going to be living on mars not all of us but i think (laughs) some i think we'll have people that will be living on mars in our lifetime and i don't see why we wouldn't have one currency that you can use at all locations all around the world when you're trying to buy something as simple as a banana. Right. You know, like, why can't you? Why do you have to convert your dollar into the British pound and then now you can go buy a banana? Why can't I just give this currency, whatever it is? And in this current environment, I think that many would argue that it should be Bitcoin. Yeah. But there's some problems with Bitcoin and it's currently unable to scale to a level where you can make small transactions possible until the Lightning Network enters the story. Yeah, I was going to say that was the problem. That is not currently the problem. And we're going to explain how the Lightning Network really helped solve this problem with Bitcoin. And so, I mean, intuitively, like what John just said, it really makes so much sense, especially if you've gone, if you've traveled ever and you've had to actually convert currency Mm -hmm. and especially in countries like where we used to live in nicaragua i mean the bank isn't always the best place where you can get the best deal of the currency honestly we got it from the streets we got it from the streets all the time it was the best exchange rate by far it was but what's interesting is you if you really think about you know trade and and transactions right you have a currency this is Mm -hmm. how it's always been you have a currency and basically that currency is was in the past very localized right Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. basically so that the people the citizens of that country and their currency can actually transact and do things quickly and it was for so long it was just cash right it was Mm -hmm. just cash and then the internet came along and all of a sudden, okay, well, we already have currencies. We already have these fiat-backed currencies. Um, but we need to now le- figure out how to actually transact, move money mm-hmm. on the internet. And that really changed the game, I think, in terms of how humans perceive transactions. Mm-hmm. It became something that it's not just about like, oh, I don't, like, I have to have all this cash. I have to write a check or whatever, and it's going to have to clear. It was the payment processing, like PayPal, that was a huge revolution on Mm. the internet, right? PayPal basically allowed for different websites to exchange and make transactions. Mm -hmm. And then you have credit cards who allowed this to happen really fast. You've got Visa and American Express and MasterCard. You've got all those different ones. And now payment protocols on, uh, you know, e-commerce stores online, they're ubiquitous. I mean, it's easy. You can buy something on Amazon, one click done, right? So that's basically what Bitcoin had to figure out how to do, right? So you've got this currency that's deflationary and it's online, it's internet. That's one thing that fiat wasn't and mm-hmm. still is not. Is yeah. fiat cur- currency like US dollar, pa- British pound, 
or the euro is not it's still backed by paper right mm-hmm. and so um or it's 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 printed mm-hmm. and bitcoin is not printed it's well, it's basically it's created on the blockchain through mining yes. right I mean, here let, let's start with like the simplistic version of it what is digital money because i think when people hear digital money they think you know you can i can i can use paypal what about credit card credit card could be argued at some point that it is digital money i mean basically you're having transactions but there's a centralized company like visa or american express and they charge transaction fees so one could say well if you want to go buy that banana go bring your Amex to the banana store in Nicaragua and pay for it. But the transaction fees don't make sense for something as small as a banana. But Visa and many other credit card companies have the ability to scale. You can do, I think currently it's 4,000 transactions per second. So if you take all around the world, people doing transactions, you don't have to necessarily worry about its ability to do so. Bitcoin, because it's truly decentralized and there is no single company like Visa or American Express that's managing it. It's managed by the whole entire system. All the people who have a computer that is participating in validating the transactions in in exchange for receiving a portion of a new Bitcoin that's minted, they the transactions are limited to only seven per second. So in that sense, it cannot scale to the level that you want to and it's only good for making massively large transactions because the cost and the time associated with it so therefore the developers the bitcoin developers came up with a a, a, a new platform kind of called the lightning network would you agree it's a platform yeah it's it's a like a layer two solution so yes. it's built on top of the bitcoin blockchain right, right. so that obviously the scalability issue of needing there to be more transactions with a low fee mm-hmm. that was not th- that basically was not possible possible right um for a while and so they created this yeah this layer two solution where it's like built on top of the blockchain to allow for transactions to happen super quick yeah, with a very any low size of, of any, any size. size at all. So this is how it works. And I'm going to, I'm going to give it my best attempt to explain it to my great grandmother. Okay. So grandma, you know how, when you go to a bar, you can choose to buy your beer with cash and then transaction complete, or they could say, Hey, why don't we start a tab? What's your name? And she goes, great grandma, Jonathan buttons. And then they write it down and they say, okay, grab a beer. Come back when you want another beer, say your name, and we'll add it to your tab. And then we'll just keep on adding them. And then when you're done with all of your purchases of beer, you're pretty wasted, then we're going to close your tab out. And we're going we're gonna to say, you owe us this much money. You can pay in cash or you can pay in credit card. And you can tip for the whole entire transactions that you made. So it's only one transaction that's being made in exchange for what really, if it was just with cash, it would have been like, let's say grandma drinks seven beers, seven beers of transactions. So therefore, by doing that, you can scale the transactions to only one single transaction over a period of time. And so we had our very first experience with the Lightning Network because we were in a, in a, a meetup, a virtual meetup, and we were with our friends in England, and they said... I asked this question, how is Bitcoin going to scale when you can only do seven transactions a second? It doesn't make any sense. 
And he goes, the Lightning Network, they told us to download an app. You can download it right now on your, on your phone. Just type in Lightning Wallet or Lightning Network. It will pop right up. You just open it. He said, uh, show your QR code to the camera. We showed it to the camera. And he sent us, I think it was like 22 cents, like nothing, instantly. Yeah. Instantly, bada bing, bada boom. It was in our wallet. We had it. We could transfer it to whoever we wanted that had a Lightning Wallet. And so people are listening to this, and they're like, well, they already have that. What's the difference between that and PayPal and Venmo and Square Cash? And to me, I only have one answer, and it's very simple. If you have PayPal, guess what you need? The other person to have PayPal. Mm. If they have Venmo, guess what you need? The other person to have Venmo, et cetera, with Square as well. But the difference with the Lightning Network is you don't have to have the same wallet. You could have whatever wallet you choose, and there's a variety of options you can get. You can have them for your phone. You can have them for your iPad. You can have them for your computer, whichever one you want. And all it takes is to make the agreement, scan the QR code, and regardless of what wallet you want or have and they have, you can still make the transaction possible. And that's why it's more similar to digital cash than like a credit card right. or like PayPal. That's that's my pitch to great grandma. It's a great pitch. I think it was really well really well explained. And I, I just to underscore the um, importance of this layer two solution on Bitcoin. Also, I mean, we really had this experience. It's really emphasized to us when we were living in Central America and all mm -hmm. over the world, honestly. But I would say our first, my first time living outside of the United States was in Nicaragua and in Guatemala and Mexico. And being there, no one is taking credit card. Okay, mm -hmm. they're taking cash. Right. So you have to, you know, that it's a cash economy, and there's no other way to do it. And you have to actually convert it into their currency. Okay. Now think about flash, flash. Flash forward, you know, now to just, you know, last month where Bitcoin was announced as legal tender in El Salvador, right? Mm -hmm. So El Salvador is um, using the U.S. dollar as their currency, yeah. okay? so It was pretty convenient when we were there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, a, it doesn't give the country any strength right. at all because they're fully dependent on another country's decision on how much they're printing, all this stuff. So it doesn't allow them to grow to the level that they perhaps want to because they're always underneath the control of the U.S. government, the Mint, the Fed. Yeah, they, they don't get to actually have any say. They don't get the stimulus checks that the people are getting in the United right. States. They have no yeah. say in what how much is being printed. Not like American citizens really have a say in it anyways either. But I would say the big thing with El Salvador when we were there, um, you know, back in the day when we were actually traveling up from Nicaragua to Guatemala, was, yeah, it was convenient that it was U.S. dollar. Oh, yeah, I got U.S. dollars. I don't have to convert it. This is great. Okay. Well, no one's using Venmo there either, though, right? If you're trying to buy a pupusa mm -hmm. on the street, no one's using Venmo. Venmo wasn't there saying, hey, you use, you use U.S. dollar. You should definitely use Venmo to be able to transact and allow people to buy right. your pupusa. No, like they weren't doing that. That wasn't a thing that they were even considering. But that was super convenient, and that could have been something that they leaned into yeah. because there was no conversion rate. Now, you can't go... I don't, to my knowledge, going to, to Nicaragua and using Venmo wouldn't work. I don't know if they actually use the Nicaraguan Cordoba. Well, and, and the transaction fee basically to convert the money is so high. Why would I do that? Well, like, let's break down Venmo. If you create a Venmo account, that means that you are giving your information. And because it's a company, you know, I think Venmo is owned by PayPal. 
they have it set up where there's KYC, know your customer, which is a good thing, but they have to do that. And when a certain amount of money is transacted, they have to report that so that you pay the taxes on that. With a wallet, because it's not a company, the KYC is not required. And let's go back to Venmo. What's the first thing you do after you download the app and you type in your information? You got to put money in there. How do you put your money in there? Well, most people have a bank already set up. And so the question becomes with these digital wallets is how do you get the unbanked banked? And that's where we're starting to see all these uh, places invest into setting up a format for people to convert cash into digital money. And so that's where there's all these ATMs. I mean, literally, I wouldn't say in walking distance, but in a five-minute drive from where we're located, we can go and put cash into an ATM and then have it into our lightning wallet like instantly yeah and at the place kind of the heart of the world where these transactions are becoming more of a normal day-to-day life for the local citizens is it is set up where more people are just using their phones for every daily transaction once you get enough money in there and then you're making money back and forth then why do you even need the cash in the first place and I'm very excited of how this Lightning Network is going to develop and evolve, mm-hmm. giving more power to the locals to be able to be, I, in my opinion, it's financially free. Yeah, you know? it is. Well, and I, I, I really love what you just said. It's about banking the unbanked. I mean, if you have a Lightning Network, if you have a wallet on your phone that is, you know, basically has Lightning Network on it, you as a vendor in El Salvador don't even need a bank account. You don't mm-hmm. need a bank account to verify that you have these funds. It's in your wallet. It's self-custody. You have it. You own yeah. it. It's in your wallet. Now, you know, there are other privacy and security things that we could go into, but I think we're just focusing on Lightning Network and the potential that it has. it is allowing for people to use Bitcoin in a way that I think 10 years ago people were just dreaming of, right? right? Where it was like you could just go anywhere and you can use it. Now, some people are like, why would I ever use Bitcoin to transact? It's a store of value. Yeah. That's a whole different debate. But Lightning, the Lightning Network allows for almost near immediate transactions to occur. Mm-hmm. It's with, only going to get better too. With people who don't need a bank account. Yeah. Like it is, it is really revolutionary in a lot of ways. And I, I think that it's super connected to who we are because we've experienced living right. in places where we looked around and we're like, what? How are they ever, like, they, everyone has cell phones. People now, like the internet was being built out in Nicaragua as we were there. Mm-hmm. And it, these things, people were coming online but it still wasn't fixing the money issue there. Mm-hmm. The money was still the issue, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. I think with this technology, this, you know, basically Bitcoin core developers came up with a solution to, to solve for the scalability problem. And it certainly does that. And it, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how it continues to evolve. And in an interesting way, I think some people in America may be listening to this. are like, well, who cares? I, I have yeah, so many options. To me? I have so many options. I could do PayPal. I could do Venmo. I could do, I could do credit card. I could write a check. You're plugged into the, to this, to this banking system, which is good for you. But there are so, there are millions and millions of people around the world who don't have that access. And yeah. this essentially leapfrog, it allows them, this technology allows them to leapfrog over older, you know, basically older institutions and older technology that we still want to use because it's just a part of our huge banking ecosystem yeah so it's a very exciting thing and i I do think that's an important uh thing to address why does this matter to me well the truth is cash is inconvenient 
if you have the benefit of using credit card or having a bank and writing checks and all that, that's something that's really helping you succeed a lot more than you're most likely giving credit to. But when it comes to these countries where they don't have access to it, now they do or now they can. Mm -hmm. And you can secure your money safer than you could if you had cash only. Like think about that one. Now you're also not having to worry about worry about fraudulent funds. Like we've gone when we were in Cambodia, they used the US dollar as well. They would not accept certain bills if it had like a little tiny tear or if it just looked like it was a little bit too worn or any pen marking at all. No, there's no need for that. Did you know that two thirds of the hundred dollar bills created by the US are outside of the US? Mm. This is something that I think has the potential of changing the whole world. Will it get there? I'm not sure. A lot of people are investing a lot of money into it. El Salvador is the first country that's clearly said we're going to support this type of technology. Is it the first domino to fall? We shall see. I'm excited about it. I'm very interested in it. And I think that it will make the world a better place for everyone. I That's agree. why I like it the most. I agree with you completely. And I mean, that ex- our first experience of receiving Bitcoin over the Lightning Network with our friends in the UK instantly with almost no transaction fee at all. That also, to me, I'll never forget. That was, I mean, I've never been able to do that, actually. Literally, it was from them saying, go to the app store, download this, right? If you started a timer at that point, to the moment that it was in our digital wallet, it was less than a minute from download. There was no sign up. There was nothing. It was literally downloaded it, show your QR code, boom, showed it, bam, sent, boom, we we have 24 cents. And he was like, just pass it on when you want to show someone else. Yeah, and we will. We will, for sure, because it is exciting. And like I said, decentralized versus centralized, you're not at the base. Like, that's the problem with the El Salvador being dependent on the U.S. It's centralized in a weird way. It's fully dependent on what the U.S. chooses to do. And one could argue that us American citizens don't have a voice in that. We can vote. But El Salvador definitely has no vote in it. Not even the president has a vote in it at all. So now it's like you get to participate in something where it's, it is kind of like power to the people. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. want to sound too utopian about it, but I really think that this could be something that helps individuals around the world in difficult situations take one step forward to helping them live a significantly better life than they could, than their parents and their parents before that, et cetera. Yeah, well said. I mean, it has the potential to really shift wealth in a different direction, unlike anything I, 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 can, I could have ever imagined, really. I mean, you just think about people who were unbanked for so long, and now they have the ability to actually be a part of this, global, this globalized economy mm-hmm. in a way that their current country doesn't actually allow for. So right. thank you to technology and to the Bitcoin <laughs> core developers who helped create this Lightning Network. I think that it's pretty amazing and I'm excited to you know have more experiences where we can actually utilize this yeah uh, more and more on a daily basis so hope you guys thought that was interesting um we We do (laughs) we do we uh we look forward to talking with you tomorrow we'll speak with you then bye
enjoyed this journey through sound.